Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the From the Back Tees podcast, a podcast from the Back Tees. I'm your co-host, Jerry Liu, and with me, as always, is our founder and my co-host, Zach Pencer. Zach, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm all right. Don't nobody worry about me. Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk a little bit about some fun stuff we saw on TV in terms of typos, and we saw some wildlife on the LPGA Tour when everyone else was watching Almost Grown Men Basketball. We'll talk about last week's Valspar Tournament. And then next week's WGC Dell Technologies Match Play Tournament. Zach's favorite tournament of the year, save for a major, I'm sure. And we'll, we, uh, we're going to scrap the Masters talk and the listeners' questions and just get straight into some fun fa- fun U.S. and Canadian facts. Have a little bit of fun because we want to keep this tight this time. But... Uh, Zach, what you been up to lately? How you doing? Doing pretty good. So, uh, not too much, I guess. Prepping for some Masters research as well as, like you said, my favorite tournament of the year. It's a nice, unique format down in Austin. Since when did they do the group play? Because I know I was asking you about how it goes. I wasn't too familiar who wasn't, because I just wasn't paying attention, but... I mean, I I remember it used to be very old-fashioned and just like straight-up match play. Yeah, back when Tiger was dominating, it was a little different. <clears throat> yeah. I think it's been the last three years they changed the format a little bit, but it's not too different. Still head-to-heads, just they have these groups, 16 groups. Uh, I hate to say it, I'm still that guy who tunes in the fourth quarter, the ninth inning, the Sunday, the final round, that just seems to be the time when you'll get 100% of my attention, absolutely, but the stuff leading up to to it as much as i love it i really just don't it never captivates my active attention like i'll follow it on my phone i'll look it up like later in the day if i want to look it up but or like i'll go on twitter but ultimately when it comes to action i save my eyeballs and my brain stem till till the end really i mean it's almost like augusta it's just like i give me call me when they like hit the turn and they're at the back nine it's like all right now it's time to watch like yeah this one definitely uh if you just want to see the winner there's not much point in watching Wednesday, Thursday, even Friday. <clears throat> There's so much work to do. But I guess the well, big I guess... reason I like it is you got, I guess I don't see Tiger that much, especially when he was in his peak. I didn't see him that much. So now, especially this match play, I'm assuming they're going to have Tiger basically nonstop on TV and no one else will get any shine. Quite possibly. I mean... I, I just what I love the most about it is it's match play, which is if golf is estimated to be started sometime in the 16th century. So we'll just call it about 500 years old. But for the first 400 years of it, it stayed on this little island over in Europe. And they mostly just played match play because that's just what it was. And uh, I'm thanks mostly to America and making metal play and stroke play and playing the field what it is, which works for the way uh, times are uh, in the modern way we play golf and air it on TV as well in that marriage. Ultimately, match play to me is the most elegant form of sports. It's like in tennis, it's one on one. It's one on one. It's one on one, which really doesn't. It, it it can play to your strengths and weaknesses so much, and like not at all certain times. I mean, it's it's almost like alternate shot when you're playing with somebody. Like you think you'd want to strategize with somebody, but in the end, it just it's so hard to that you should just go out there and just try to play your best. Anyways, what say you? Yeah, for sure. I think there's definitely. I think the ones who win it seem to just be the ones who play the best more than overthinking things. But hey, I guess yeah, and I rambled sorry, on sorry, a little. But well, uh, sorry to cut you off, but Nolan, did you just hear what he just said? So call me chalky if you want to. I'm fine with that. That's 
that's that's just the way the ball bounces in the algorithm, honestly. And as I was telling Zach, God forbid I picked the upper seed in most, not all, most of the matches. And you know what? That's never happened before. So Did you if take it happens, any underdogs? Look, I didn't, I swear <laughs> to God, I didn't know who I picked until he messaged me back. And he said the only underdog I have was Brooks Kepka losing to Rory McIlroy in the uh, consolation match. That's like the guy who takes... I uh, just was churning through the matches. That's the guy who takes every favorite in March Madness except for one, like... Easy. ...round of 32 upset. Mm. Easy. Settle down, you. It wasn't that at all. I was literally looking at each... I did two brackets this morning because I had to start over in the middle of one because I had to retool and go back to my roots of how I was going about who I was picking... But we can get into that later. Uh, <laughs> yeah, how many oh, how goodness. many favorites do you think won their uh, won their pod last year? Oh, I have no idea. I mean, I th- I've always made my own personal bracket, but I never did it with anybody uh, in terms of like uh, actually filling out a bracket. Like I just make predictions, and you know, going back to the fact that it's match play, you, you never know. I mean, you yeah, just only, never know. So. Only five. Moved on of the sixteen. See, yeah. okay, there you go. There, I, I didn't know you had an answer chamber. <laughs> no, I had it. I'm always ready. Oh, good, <clears throat> good. I like that stuff. So, so we saw a couple funny things on TV this week, or at least I like to say I saw them. It, it's I'm not saying I'm the first to report stuff, but I'm very lucky in that when Phil Mickelson swatted his ball around on the green in the U.S. Open. I happened to turn on the TV literally five seconds before that happened. And I was just kind of like, oh, Phil's putting. Oh, my God. Just like, what was that? And and, and I, I I swear to God, you, you did you see this, Bob? I mean, did you see, say, for Twitter or whatever? I mean, I'm sorry. Were no, you watching you seem, LPGA golf the other night? <laughs> you seem remarkably attentive with the TV. We'll get to another instant after. But, uh, yeah, you just informed me about some bobcat running through the screen. And then, yeah. So it was, I forget the golfer's first name, I apologize, but her last name is Reed and her caddy were talking uh, over a shot and they were mic'd up and it's great because I love that stuff. My girlfriend and I were at the uh, library bar, I think that's called, which is just this little bar that's open from 5pm to 9pm at the second lodge at Bandon Dunes, but it's just like, it's like a library. It's like what you think it is with a nice little patio out back where you can like watch the 18th green at Bandon Dunes, but they had a TV in there. And LPGA golf was on because we just weren't watching March Madness at that moment. The bartender was a uh, was the only other person in the room. We're sitting there, and I'm just absentmindedly watching the TV. And all of a sudden, I just see this thing trot across, and I blink, and it's like that's you got to be kidding me. Like it, I saw it in real time. Like I wasn't even watching the whole time. I just happened to like take a sip of my scotch, set it down, look up, and I'm just kind of like I'm, I could have been staring at a blank wall. I just like looked up. And next thing I know, this bobcat trots by, and for a good like ten seconds, nobody's saying anything. Meanwhile, I'm jumping up and down on my bar stool, shrieking like, "There's a mountain cat running around to the golf course!" And they're not talking about it because it's eating somebody right now. Yeah, that. Uh, some people. Who was it who messaged you about the bobcat? Well, so Brit- Brittany Lincecum of LPGA status and fame, she tweeted me. Well, I tweeted her. I wasn't trying to be snarky. But then again, I was. I wasn't expecting to uh, hear anything back. But the next day, she tweeted something to the tune of, "Oh, I wish I would have uh, could have seen that in person. That would have been amazing." And I and it, or it was more towards the she, her general theme was, "I wish I could have been there to see that in person." And I just tweeted her back saying, "You do? 
like that was it. It was flat and just like you do question mark. And she tweeted me back saying, uh, yeah, that, that thing's so beautiful. And I just, I wanted to, I wanted to light her up, but she was nice enough to tweet me that I, I decided to say something about that guy who killed that cougar with his bare hands. So maybe we're okay, but I'm afraid he cat. And then she tweeted me something back, some nice platitude. But I even told you, I said, I'm going to light her up on the pod and I'm just going to say it in this and that out of all the things that are out there, lions and tigers and bears, oh my, the mountain cats, the fact that we saw it, it's like, we we really don't even see squirrels very much. They don't, they show deer and alligator or whatever, but you don't see them running around that much in the background. And this is, I've had a lot of experience with mountain cats in different time zones in America and they don't want to be seen. Like, I'm not saying we have an overpopulation problem of where this tournament was in Arizona or that it was crowding the area or whatever, because you could, you could, like, you could see, say we should have seen bobcats before. But, I mean, and the rattlesnakes, I get that. There's snakes everywhere in the hot places. But, I mean, a bobcat. And it just and, – and for 45 minutes, nobody was talking about it. So I was just sitting there, like, losing my brains going, am I literally the only person lame enough to be watching – on a Saturday night at 6.30 p.m. while March Madness is on, I'm watching LPJ golf in this big empty bar with nobody around. Yeah, so <laughs> it's I, perfect. I'm no uh, animal expert, especially wild animals, but I'm pretty sure you do not want to be near a bobcat. They are, they are the easy animal people. Don't at me or tweet me because, speaking of people tweeting me, it's gotten kind of ugly out there. Peter's uh, coming you know, for you. <laughs> well, no, that... I tweeted that video of those guys hitting golf balls in the ocean and he started getting on my case about like, Oh, like putting plastic in the ocean or whatever. And I was just kind of like, I just kind of tweeted him back saying like, Hey, you feel better after that tweet? I saw you posted really that and I knew it was coming. Now well, you but know then, you've hit but then fame. He like, but then he like tagged me with like an article about like some California kid. Di- I didn't even read the rest of it or whatever. Like maybe he got like found one and like went up his ass or something. And then he got like, he went into a coma or something. I don't know. But essentially I just like, I, I'm turning to that guy now where I just, I'm just like, Hey, you know what? That, that wasn't what I meant. And you're a prick block. I mean, it's just like, because I, I don't want to deal with this. Like these, these people genuinely make me feel bad to a degree where I'm like, Whoa, you missed like this one guy said like, I never would have made my golf or putt out of a bunker like that. I'm just like, Oh, we were having a good time. And you know, the whole point was the video was he was hitting, he was hitting a golf ball on the green, which is a one in a million chance that happened. And he's sitting there saying like, Oh, well, if you were my cat, I made you do that. There, there'd go your tip. And I'm just like, what the hell's your problem, man? I just got done telling you the video was about this, not that. And number three, yeah, we were having game. fun. And and so I just like blocked him. And that's what prompted me is to put up that tweet going like, hey, how many people have you all blocked? Because I was just like that. Like, oh, I feel sick to my stomach now. But then but then this this asswipe, like I just essentially said like, hey, bud, I didn't tell those guys not to hit balls into the ocean. It was their tradition that they do on the number four tee box of Pacific Dunes. I just thought, hey, this would be fun to capture on film. And I posted it. And guess what? The assistant superintendent of Pacific Dunes, I'm not going to say his name, but he's a good buddy of mine. We go way back. He liked the tweet. So you can F off double, buddy. I mean, I'm just going to say, like, you know, team hashtag buzz off. I mean, come on. Yeah, with the worldwide I told him. <laughs> I told him straight up. All I said was, uh, go find those guys. Leave me alone. That was it. I'm just kind of like, whoa, dude, everyone else loves this. Yeah, that's like, a this fair video point. It wasn't even you. Views. Yeah, so, anyways, hitting. so anyways, uh, yeah, I, I didn't want to get too sloppy with Brittany in terms of being mean or snappy, but she like tweeted back at me and we tweeted back and forth uh, more than once a piece, which I thought was uh, pretty cool because uh, she's a big LPGA star. I don't have her stat sheet in front of me, but I mean, that's a, it's a very good. recognizable name. 
Yeah, she's. Is she Canadian or American? Help me out here. Think American. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, I know she's not Australian because that would make her a kinko. So, what? So, did you, and you saw in the Valspar tournament the uh, typo. Uh, we had we almost had to call Donald Trump and get uh, ICE on the phone to deal with a maybe a little fifty percent national. So I don't know which is funnier. You tweeted at me the picture with the U.S. flag, but I, I didn't notice that, and I just thought you meant he's at the top so wait, of the real, leaderboard. So real quick, real quick for context, and people are still tweeting me about it, like saying like, "Oh yeah, he was like sixty first last week." And I'm just like, "Jesus, Pete." So. What happened was I'm sitting at McKee's pub. This is um Oh, we this was before we went to the no, this is the day ah, screw it. It was McKee's pub, so it was Sunday, final round of uh the Ballast Bar, and we're sitting there watching, and I just look up at the screen and when they had the mini uh leaderboard, when they had the picture in picture for like uh split cameras or like to a commercial or whatever, when they had the mini leaderboard, they had Louis Usazen uh with an American flag next to him, issued as an American. I started fumbling my phone around fast enough, like just trying to be like, oh, I got to get a picture of this. Got to get a picture of this. I snapped the picture, put the highlight around it, tweeted it out there to Zach, uh, the company and everything. And everyone just starts raining in because it showed Louis Ustazen, as an American, mind you, in third place at seven under while Paul Casey was at nine under. And who was at eight under? Somebody else. I mean, it doesn't even matter. But um, Ryan Armour, maybe. But, <clears throat> well, this was near the end, but the whole point is... Uh, Everyone starts tweeting me saying like, yeah, and it's like, yeah, he's top three. No big deal. And I'm just like, it's not. And then it's like, no, that's not. And it's not it's the whole point. And then when they cut to the main leaderboard, because I was generally thinking like, what if I'm a dick? And he like, did become <laughs> an American. Fully American. Rory Sabatini went from South African to Slovakian now Slovakia. or whatever. I mean, he went, yeah, he, that's not even a lateral move. Like he went from bad to worse. I mean, come on. And I'm not saying anything's bad about South Africa, but if you, if anyone cares to pay attention to real news or I'm not saying real or fake news. Just do yourself some research about how white people behave on the whole in South Africa. Uh, it's not. It, it's it, not good. We're we're still we're not too many years removed or whatever. It's kind of like I mean, you you got to look at America too sometimes in terms of civil rights. We've only had certain things for like equality for like fifty five years. I mean, there's still people around who are alive who experienced a much different, much terrible time where you had different drinking fountains. And different every bathrooms, different everything. I mean, <clears throat> anyways, the hell was I talking about uh, off topic? The um, oh, Louis typo because he's uh, so I didn't want to be an ass thinking like maybe he's an American. That'd be cool. And there, I did get some jokes of people saying, "Yeah, we traded him for the Ryder Cup or whatever." And I almost wanted to lean into those people, but I don't know what Louis's Presidents Cup record was, and I never bothered to look it up because that could have been funny. Because they said like, "Yeah, we some uh, fella I didn't get his uh, catch his name or I don't remember off the top of my head," but he said. <laughs> We traded Spieth and Reed for uh, Louis for the Ryder Cup. Oh, that was good. I was like, "That's funny. That's funny. That's good stuff." I, because uh, but I'm still sitting here spinning my tires. Like, no, guys, we're missing the point. And and I thought it'd go away, but no. On the mini, uh, on the mini, I keep, I play Call of Duty a lot, so I keep on saying mini map. On the mini leaderboard, uh, in the picture in picture mode, it kept having his American, and then on the main leaderboard, it had his Royal South African. I was just like, and it was there for the rest of the tournament. And I was just bouncing around, having a good time. I was tweeting the no laying up guys this. I was tweeting everyone on Twitter this, and no one seemed to catch on. Everyone seemed to just like slap me on the back and be like, "Yeah, Louis golfing good, huh?" That's really what it was. <laughs> I thought maybe he maybe he switched like uh, Sabatini. Oh, Sabatini. Although that's who I said earlier, right? I, I wasn't like like he because he was South African and went to 
Who'd I say? No, earlier? who was it? It wasn't Sabatini. It was Sabatini. Yeah. Who switched from American to Slovak? No, Sabatini. Well, if he was American, he was South African too. Who's the one who switched to point. Slovakia? Sabatini. Sabatini. I, that's what I meant to say earlier. Okay, we're else. Everyone, into... Everyone's everyone's everyone was probably yelling at their dashboard or like punching their phones, at, like saying like, "No, it's Sabatini." I probably said McElroy or something stupid. No, he <laughs> no, wants Sabatini, to be in the Olympics. Right. No, I know Sabatini for a fact, at least, uh, uh, ran under the country of South Africa. And then I thought, that's why I said South Africa to Slovakia is a bad to worse move in terms of, oh, great, shitty white people, shittier white people. I mean, at least South Africans are rich. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that I just, I saw the typo. And so between the, between the Bobcat, and I even tweeted that, I said, between the Bobcat on the LPGA and this typo, I feel like I'm the only one watching golf here or whatever. I mean, Maybe I just need a big hit of Xanax or something to calm the F down. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. You have a lot of focus going. Oh, great. There, there is no soon. Yeah, so I so, guess we could go into the Valspar a little bit. I guess we should. saw the end we of should. it. Paul Casey sort of won from the second round, I think, was when he had a great round. And then from there, sort of stayed ahead. Paul, the franchise, Casey. This is he's, his uh, He's got... He turned pro, I, I remember, I have this in my notes because he's in the international section or honorable mention section of my best player without a major, especially now, because he's, was, before his win, he was one of these guys. But uh, I think he turned pro sometime between 99 and 2001, just one of those few years there. And this is his third tour win. Yeah, and this, he won the Valspar last year. This is This is like bonkers. I mean... I'm not saying he's just coming on. The guy's always sniffing around. He's got some great numbers. He always seems to be in the hunted Augusta uh, like pre-cut. But then, my goodness, it's <laughs> he, he's thirty. Oh, wait, I, he's also thirty seventh all time on the money list for a guy that only has three wins. I mean, not too shabby for one of those guys who was one of those millennial young guns when Tiger Woods was already flying above them. Yeah, it's it's crazy that he only has three wins too. Like, Maybe it's because well, he doesn't do as well in these birdie fests, and this is one of the harder or higher winning scores. I don't know if he's found something different in his game because his swing has always been very solid. Solid. He's always been very athletic, and um, I don't know. But you also have like maybe like some Charles Howell the third going on, who's become like one of my no- my new favorite boys because he's only won twice or three times on tour. And he's been out for almost 20 years, and he's 22nd, 23rd on the money list with like yeah, some, or he has like 22 million earning. Oh my God. It's, but I, but I always say what Charles Howell the third does to be an incredible golfer like that, like to always be like getting top tens or always be making cuts or whatever. He's playing twice as much golf as your average. Like he's making cuts, which means he still has to play Saturday, Sunday to like get those T25s, get those T15s, get those. Happy Gilmore foam checks just rolling in. I mean, just every single week. And that's why I made the joke that he didn't play last week in the Valspar because he showed up for the wrong tournament. A joke. I mean. Yeah, he's racking up the rounds for sure. But Casey must be another one of those guys who has huge career earnings. I feel like he has so many, like, T5s. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. I think I had it right here in front of me. Because he was 37th on the money list, which puts puts him at, courtesy of ESPN, 37th of the money list is $28.65 million. Not bad. Not too shabby there, Mr. Casey. I mean, Not great, but like, <laughs> it's just, the, what do you say, just $34 million? 
hey, backup point guards make more money than that? Is that what you're yeah, trying to say? I mean, I come mean, on. Mike Trout may, is making that in a year. Good grief. Why don't you just compare it to... Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully he doesn't struggle <clears throat> so, too much in his later life. I did, did you see Paul Casey winning this at all? I mean, I was feeling really good with Scott Stallings and DJ. I mean... I can't say I did because no one's going to believe me, but I sort of did. Because I was thinking after the players, he actually played pretty well at the players, even though he missed the cut. He started off round one just hitting three balls in the water, basically knocking himself oh, out yeah. of contention. And from there, he shot even par till missing the cut. And obviously, he had no motivation or anything at that point. He was way out of it. True. <clears throat> that is true. Um, yeah, I guess that's why I'm saying I don't know if he's coming on strong. Because he's always been good, but like, I'm not... I, I put a lot of weight on the wins, and it's really hard because it's hard to – you really have to get uh, do a deep dive and get specific into, like – that's why I like top fives and top tens are, like, runner-up finishes because that means you're right there still. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> gets you a lot of money. Gets you a lot of world golf ranking. I mean, shucks. What does that put Casey as world golf ranking now? I mean, he's got to be – Must be. He's for sure he's top been 20. But... I do know when I was trying to look up something like that, uh, the internet told me the last time he was the high. No, the highest he ever got was in 2009. He was third in the world. But anywho, I don't know. I I don't know what Paul was to win last week, like 20 to one or something. And he had to be mentioned because he's the defending champ. Yeah, plus and he's we. trending. He's more than trending now. So, <clears throat> anyways, yeah. Plus we have uh, Luke Donald making his return. After a year yeah, of not playing. Yeah, the carcass of Luke Donald has finally surfaced uh, to the top of the, the froth. Yeah, it was a shame he was doing great until basically the last couple holes where he dropped a ton of strokes, but it was nice so to has see he him been, there. Has he been injured, or what's up? Yeah, I know he was I, injured I for a whole his, year. I like his game, but his, he's kind of like almost in that Kevin Na level of orbit where it's just kind of like, oh man, you like Kevin Na is... I don't want to say so one-dimensional, but it's like, like I said, he hits the ball short and he hits the ball low. Two not very good things. Like, you, it's like you can't, you put those two things together. Some courses do not work out for you. Like, I'm not putting Kevin Na to win the PGA Championship. You heard it here first, folks. No, which means he's going to win. Today's uh, golf, where they're just but his, but, his, it. but his game is solid, especially if he's on. And I hate to say it, if you're on, you're on. When these guys are right in, they're all feeling on, but they're right within like nano, millo, whatever meters of just being like whether they know it or not like sometimes just does the wind blow their club head around a little bit during a swing or doesn't it and whether they can control it or not i mean there are th these guys are such fine-tuned professionals that like tiny little things like that aren't in their control really and jack yeah. nicholas is quoted as saying like let the club do the work so there's some crazy stat the <clears throat> announcer said on donald that a couple or when he was number one in the world he was number one for a good amount of time he had one season on the PJ Tour with zero three putts. Not sure how that's yeah. possible. Yeah, it was something. It was kind of Brad Faxon esque. I mean, he. That's also, but you have to be fair. That's a, a contribution of, um, I'd say his uh, whatever you would call his like uh, overall approach for the game because it's like you could be on a par four, miss the green, and then like hit your chip or hit your bunker shot and then your two putts to a bogey and that's yeah, not exactly. necessarily ideal or whatever i mean i i tend to look at it as he's always been a sharp iron player very very sharp i mean he's mr mizuno for crying out loud or at least he was but uh he probably has a lifetime sponsorship with them they're like carte blanche but he would he probably just like hit it close ridiculously and i and i wish i had like a proper laptop or whatever 
like uh i guess like as some of our uh, uh fans have told us like what devices they're using or whatever i'm just like oh yeah this morning when i was making my bracket it was on like legal yellow pad and i was like writing a little like whatever and then when i was halfway done i realized oh wait i did i it, i had it in backwards and got it set it up. up well i don't even i don't even my girlfriend has a crummy laptop i don't really have a laptop i got this nice pad that i'm talking to you on and thank you wi-fi internet but other than that it's just uh <laughs> I'm kind of I'm I'm trying not to distract myself by looking at stuff on my phone, statistic-wise and whatnot as well. So, anyways, anything else you want to say about Paul Casey or Valspar before we get into your favorite PGA non-major event? No, I mean I guess we saw a hole in one. We saw an albatross. There's oh, you that. said you didn't said we didn't see the albatross though. Yeah. So, Russell Knox hit an albatross from like two seventy out in round one. Yeah. And then. Yeah. They actually had it on footage, though, because they keep their cameras rolling, so you get, like, some very shady footage of it. Okay. But it is cool that they have every hole. Hmm. Yeah, because I, I heard about it, but I didn't see any uh, visual gravity of it, and I hate to say it, that's kind of the way this crap runs these days. I mean, you gotta show something that's visual, grabby, catchy, and if I didn't, if we didn't get it, I didn't see it. So, anyhow, the World Golf Championship Dell Technologies Match Play golf tournament in austin texas who let's just let's get our picks out right away before we talk about uh before we bloviate about the tournament a little bit because i have some questions or who do you well who are you who do you like as your uh i i guess i don't even know what would constitute uh the the uh, odds is what a favorite is but my favorite, even though he's only 30 to 1, and it's not indicative of what my brackets say. <clears throat> I'm coughing on the chalk dust over here. But uh, Tony Finau, I like him at 30 to 1. He, The way he handled Fleetwood and the way he made the Ryder Cup and the way I, I – not – and I'm trying – I'm definitely not being uh, – this isn't a racial thing, folks. But he definitely has the eye of the tiger in some regard where it's just – I, I feel like he's our American golfer. Like when he turns it on, he turns it on, kind of plays with a chip on his shoulder a little bit. Yeah. I just, I <clears throat> I've almost picked him to win the masters like the last three years, honestly, just cause it's like, he just, he looks good. He just, Tony Finau's always looked good. Oh, he's going to win one. I think he could be <clears throat> a future number one. He's like super sharp with his iron. Sort of reminds me of DJ, how he hits it far, but could be as precise well, as anyone. Well, and he's not terribly old either. I mean, no. Tony Finau, he's got to be like 30 years old or something. I mean, yeah, I'm looking it up right now. But yeah, he's on the right side of the bracket for sure. He's on the right side and the right side. Both right. <laughs> and uh, so I think the other side with DJ Thomas is like the side of death. Someone's going to win coming from there. Yeah, there's not to say it's pretty loaded. I had some issues like there was, uh, well, oh gosh, what was it? Yeah, I think Finau and Poulter are in the same group or something starting off, and yeah. it just broke my heart because I really liked both of those guys a lot. If he gets a out of that, lot. he should play. He could play Kepka, who hasn't been in the best of form, <clears throat> or Norin, who really What's, hasn't been well, in the best of form. But do we really know if Kepka's in the best of form? Because he doesn't play that much golf. That's true. Ah, Finau is. 29 turns 30 in September. He's six foot four. Jesus, Pete, I didn't know that. That's a big dude. That's a big boy. That's like Ernie L's big. Yes, so. So, uh, no, before I get to my long shot, 
which I would have him beating DJ, even though I got DJ winning the tournament, just because he's my boy. I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's who you root for. Is it my guy, um, Hideki? No, 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 no. But who, who do you, I, I gave you a name, then you give me a name. Who do you okay, got? So my original favorite <clears throat> when I filled it out was Justin Thomas. I really liked him. And after looking it over, I don't want to be that guy rooting for Tiger, but I think he might win. He's oh. so dominant. He's so dominant in match play through his career. He's not in the toughest group. Are you including Ryder Cup as well? Because that's where I'd say over 50% of our match play that we've seen Tiger play in would lie. I get that he's won a lot of WGC and... Maybe maybe you need to pull up his record in singles Ryder Cup, which I think it's pretty good, actually. It just turns out he's not a lousy team. He just doesn't have a good team record or something, perhaps. But uh, you like Tiger, huh? You yeah, think I mean, he's, he's a dominant. He's in a group with Sneds, Snedeker, and Aaron Wise. I think he destroys, and then it'll come down to him against Cantley. Cantley? See, I think it's him and Snedeker, honestly, out of that group. Oh, really? And I think he destroys Sned. Honestly, I have Tiger advancing out of his group. I'll be 100% honest with you. I, I think he's in a very, very pillow fighty foursome there. And uh, really, it's down to him and Snedeker. And if Snedeker plays his best golf, his best golf, and Tiger doesn't pay attention every other hole or something, then Snedeker can win. I'm sorry, those two do not match up well for Snedeker's favor. They don't. Yeah, I think he might Stephen Ames, uh, Snedeker. Everyone keeps re-showing that, how he 9-8 and eight at Stephen Ames back in the day. Oh, man, vaporized. Just oh, just destroyed him. <laughs> but yeah, the only, the only worry I have with Tiger is that if he does make it out, he would have to play 36 holes on Saturday and Sunday, which sort of worries me that he can't keep it up. But. You know, that's a very good point, and we are only three weeks away from Augusta, so did, he didn't say he's going to be playing in between, right? I mean, no, come this to Valero. is the last one, I think, before Augusta. Yeah, okay. So, well... God forbid if he doesn't play well and he's out, then he just has more time off, you know, rest him more. But uh, whatever, he's uh, he's gonna be he's gonna be fine for Augusta, I'm sure. This is uh, I don't want to see him get worn out. That's the whole point. As I've said on the record, I just want to see him play complete rounds, four of them of golf. Yeah, everyone so, wants to see him healthy for Augusta. What's t- what's Tiger's odds going off? He's twenty five to one. You know what? I uh, that is fair. You know, I was uh, really, really uh, griping about Tiger for his uh, Augusta odds already, and uh, I don't know if they've changed. Uh, well, he didn't play in the Valspar, but <laughs> at twenty-five to one, that is very, very believable to me. I mean, that that makes the, the most sense in terms of well, how you would say it's not too high, not too low, and. Really, I'm not going to say nobody's been passing around the Kool-Aid, but you're the first person really I've talked to. I'm not going to say this is a bombshell, but uh, picking Tiger, that's uh, bold. I like that. Yeah, I feel like this is sort of, he's sort of being a bit overlooked, which is odd to say about Tiger, because I feel like he's picked for everything. Well, and it's not to say it's those, like, Tiger people who are like an Elvis, like the Elvis Presley fans or whatever, who still believe he's still alive and just kind of smile and walk on, but... uh I mean, I like that. That's bold. Um, do you have a long shot? Because I got a long shot. And and the thing is, I mean, I had him. He would be beating DJ, like I said. But I, 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 I put him through the system that almost got me, Scott Stallings, until I knew something was up because the two guys that I had going into the final round of, of the tournament uh, a couple days ago both fell off. Like they knew somehow. Like they, like they actually do read Twitter and don't talk back. Uh, I got uh, Lowry at 125 to 1. Okay, so you have him beating DJ in the round of 16. 
I do. I actually do. I mean, save for the bracket that you uh, that I sent you guys this morning, which is our own personal office bracket, so to speak. But uh, it's pretty easy to find out who I pick. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to root against. I know Bubba's on the other side of the bracket. I mean, but it's just I, I'm, I got it for some reason. You know, everyone doesn't want me to pick the heavy every time. So okay, there's your there's there you go, people. Is it going to be windy? I have no idea. If it's going to be windy, know. then Lowry has a chance. If not, I don't like his chances. Well, let me put it this way. Depending on how Lowry does, if he wins this week, then I need to pick the winner next week to find out if we really struck gold. But if he doesn't win, then I can just scrap this. Uh, I can scrap that part of the machine and uh, keep working forward. Yes, yeah, so. evidently, because evidently, Nolan, the machine picks the, vic- the, the the more popular heavies. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're being forced into taking huge underdogs. Oh, not necessarily. I mean, like I said, I the bracket and my picks might not be the same thing, but that's because I can at least bloviate about uh, Lowry and Fina for a minute. Whereas it's just like, well, yeah, I guess if you look at my bracket, I am taking like I went match by match, worked them through. And in the end, it took somebody else looking at my bracket to tell me I picked the favorite in each one every time. I was like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, so I swear, I didn't know that. I'll go on to my long shot. It was yeah. What do you got? The man I wrote a whole article about, the Asian John Daly, Kiradek Affy Barnrat. Kiradek. First of all, come on, great guy. He vapes. He quit his smoking habits to vape. How can you not root for this guy? Wasn't it because of his girlfriend or something? I heard that podcast that he did with No Laying Up. Wasn't that because of his girlfriend or something? Or because he was such a crack up. Like that's he. he, I was telling uh, a guy I was catting for at the time. I'm like, he's like Ichiro, where he doesn't seem to have like a full grasp on the English language, but he has grasp on humor and communication. And like you know, like he might like sound like he's saying the wrong things, but he knows he's getting his point across, and everyone knows exactly what he's getting at. He busts some good balls in English. I mean, he's funny. Yeah, he's sharp. So then, oh, yeah, uh, I mean... He's done really well at some match play events. He won the Paul Lowry match play on the European Tour. He won the... That's right, uh, he did. What was it called? The Super Six, where they play like six holes. Oh, yeah! I forgot about that. Oh, I haven't thought about that in a little bit. Yeah, yeah he's done Super really six. well at match play. Plus, he's in a group That's, with Bryson, who's never played this tournament. Oh, and the, oh God, the internet was going berserk about him, giving him odds. I mean, it, it's kind of a, I forget what it was. It was in the teens. It's not reasonable. I mean, I, the good I had him going for, I mean, yes, <clears throat> I, I don't know. What, what group's Kiradek in? He's in group, I guess, six. It's the group with Bryson, Leishman, and Knox. Yeah, I obviously had Bryson in that group, <laughs> evidently. But uh, but what are uh, what are Kyrdex odds? So he's a hundred to one. I was gonna say they got to be around Lowry's uh, one twenty five to one. I'm pretty sure so. he made the court. Uh, he made the quarterfinals last year. Okay. Oh yeah, you, that's that is true. And going back to that Super Six thing, people, I encourage you to look it up because I don't know the exact details. I don't want to screw it up. But uh, I remember whenever that happened, however many years ago. It was when the European tour really started. It was a very watershed moment in them getting their media like squared away, getting their social content squared away, getting to be because the if, in case you're not aware, the European tour presents its product very differently than the PGA tour. I'm not going to say I know how like it's like the PGA tour is the NFL 
and the Euro, the, excuse me, the European, the European tour is like the, the NBA, where no, 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 like, 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 I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna compare PGA to like MLB, where it's just like they just hold on to the rights to everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like that's why you hear that at the end of everything, not without the approved written consent of Major League Baseball. You can't go onto YouTube and find much baseball footage because they just own it all. It's very old fashioned, whatever. NFL is always sense. very popular. What's that? That makes sense. Yeah, that was a good comparison. Well, so now peep this real quick. The NFL fits right in between in terms of it's the most popular. It pays the most. And I'm coming up with half of this off the top of my head, but it makes sense to me. It's like the, everyone wants to play there. It's the most televised sport or whatever, very American and whatnot. And they also know what they are, and they're trying to be cool and trying to make all the right moves. The European tour is like the NBA, where the NBA essentially – they want to be global and as cheap as possible so more people can see them. They just want to they just want everyone to be a fan. They the second an NBA game is is completed in real time, you can find the whole thing on YouTube for free in its entirety. The NBA straight up is the opposite of baseball with its content. The European tour does that very very good where they just all of a sudden they had funnier commercials, better TV coverage, funny formats. I mean or not funny but like unique uh, like cool eclectic formats like the Super 6. And that was really what, to me, what put them on the map, whether it was like four or five years ago or whatever. But I like that because I'm like, they, they, yeah, the, the shot clocks, they, they, they were doing things that nobody would ever do in golf because golf is such a, it's like, it evolves at a glacier pace, yeah, they which is why it's still very old fashioned. Yeah, very much so. Whether, whether they have a product to market or not, like they always obviously know they're going to be playing little cousin to the PGA tour in terms of money and merchandising and uh, TV, and getting all the stars to live and play, whatever. But the European Tour is playing every single card it has perfectly. It's, it's like that small baseball team with no budget, like the athletics with Billy Bean, where it's just like they got to shoestring it and figure it out so they can compete, and they do. So, Yeah, they seem to be doing great the last couple of years, which I guess is good. It makes it... We have two tours now. So, uh, <clears throat> anything else you... Uh, here, we're about to wrap up the podcast. we got a couple more segments. Zach, do your best to hold your head still, because I'm hearing in my headphones a lot of uh, sounds like, you know, like that popcorn sound or whatever. Oh, no. See, folks, you need to send us all the money you have and so we can get microphones and then get out of this. this I'm not going to call it even a basement. I'll Darn call right, it the gutters do. that we're in. <laughs> no, I just I know I can hear in my hear headphones and you probably can't. So which means it's probably coming on the recording. So. Okay, uh, but we probably good. we're probably only going to be doing this for about ten more minutes because uh, we're at about the minute forty mark. But uh, anything else you want to uh, cover on the uh, match play before we get into our fun U.S. and Canadian facts of the week? So I guess there's one more guy I should go over because he's someone I really like and definitely think could win at eighty to one. Billy Horschel. Oh yeah, you like Billy Ho? That's right. That's right. Yeah, he's made all eleven cuts this year, so definitely playing well. In a group. Yeah, he's, I don't know if he's trending up, but I mean, he is definitely playing solid, more solid than usual. Yeah, he's <clears> in a group with Spieth, who I don't know if he remembers. Who's hot garbage. Ball, uh, and Kevin <laughs> Na, but then the lefty Baba, who he'll be tough to beat. Somebody had Baba, who was it, in one of our brackets? They had Baba like, losing in the championship or something. It broke my heart, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it was one of our guys, done, one of the guys on our team. Lefties have done notoriously well at this event, it definitely. Well, I think I think that speaks more to not lefties per se, but just the fact that Bubba is such an artist that one on one, one versus the entire field, not one versus par, not one versus the course. 
It's like, I, all I need to do is like Trevino style, get in your head and have you screw up. Then I can do whatever I want. All I have to do is get a par or a bogey. You're taking a drop and hoping you get up there and get a bogey. You're hoping you get a bogey. That's match play, baby. That's I mean, another it's, reason oh, match I love play is the best. That's another reason I love him, though. He'll intimidate the hell out of you. But if you've noticed, I mean, there was also, and I, I mentioned this earlier to my girlfriend about an hour ago, and I stupid me, I should have looked up the name. But right in like the peak of Tiger's success, he got unseated by a 64 seed when they just did straight up match play the entire time. Like this might have been 2003, 2004. And I'm sorry, guys. The reason why we're doing this podcast is to be smart and informative and helpful. And I know this is the opposite of that. But mark my words, it's very opposite of the Stephen Ames thing, like you said, where he just like, you know, like went thermonuclear on his ass. But, oh, God, it was a fella from New Zealand or something. Or it was like Carl Peterson, I think, uh, this uh, Swedish fella. Yeah, he was playing up until a couple of years ago. He was he was sixty fourth seated and Tiger was one and he beat him like five and four or four and three just soundly and this was like two thousand three two thousand four right in the middle of Tiger mania I mean not when Tiger was playing his best but when Tiger was certainly a thing and I remember like in a couple WGCs after that or like two out of the three after that Tiger like a lot of golfers whether they were just acting like it because Sabatini said it he was kind of mouthy a lot of golfers came out and said they're not intimidated correct and then to be fair if like out of the like the hundred percent of them that said they're not intimidated, seventy five percent of them played like they weren't intimidated. They played just fine against Tiger one on one a match play. But when well, it's Tiger, like when Tiger's in the canopy, like he's in the cockpit and he's ready to take off and he's just staring straight ahead and like all he hears is go. Nobody's better. Tiger is meant for stroke play better than he is for match play. But I do have him doing decent in this tournament. Okay, well now that that theory's out out the drain, he might need to start like physically harming people to intimidate them. You know. Oh, well, I don't think, but I don't think Tiger. Tiger definitely knows he's not that uh, intimidating presence anymore. That's why he's signing autographs. He knows the game isn't meant for him to, like, remember he was buddies with Michael Jordan. He learned how to be a professional athlete and how you treat the field like Michael Jordan did. Like it's just, and Jordan just much like Kobe wanted to be. So Kobe was always going to be Michael Jordan light. He will never be the greatest because he wanted to be. He never mind. But that being said. Uh, he just, like, kill. That was it. That's what Tiger did, was kill, kill, kill. Didn't matter if he missed fairways. Didn't matter if he missed some putts. It was kill, kill, kill. That's what Tiger was good at, essentially. So, anyhow, I still I still like him in this tournament just because of the group and the line that he can take to get to uh, certain rounds. But overall, I don't... Yeah, I think it, it'd be better off for his sake than if he doesn't make the weekend, probably. Yeah, if you had to pick one top seed, which one do you think loses? Hmm, that's a good question. Why don't you uh, talk about uh, where people can find us really quick while I'm looking that up? Uh, Michigan Sports Entertainment. I forgot to talk about them at the top of the podcast. I'm such a heel. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, well, before we get to that, I'll give you my guy, I think, who, uh, who I don't think will move out. And I'm actually going to go with the number one seed, Dustin Johnson. I don't think he makes it out of his group. Oh, oh, I see. oh I'm sorry. You, you asked me which number one doesn't make it out of their group. Um, I apologize. I'm looking at this incorrectly now. Let me start over. Yeah, I think DJ well, that, will lose. That, I don't know to who, but I don't know. He was playing terribly on Sunday. He's played like four weeks in a row now. Well, he's got he's he's got Hideki in that group who's solid. Grace, who's a sneaky a good player at times, who can crank off a good round, and Ches Reevy, who's turning into Charles Howell the Third Junior. Uh, light, like I, I, I'm calling him Charles Howell the Third Light. Because yeah, this guy's starting to turn into like, or, or at least how I'm saying is he won't play bad. That's no. that's what I'm saying. Um, so hold on, top. 
So that would be who else? McElroy. That's an easy group with Fitzpatrick, Harding, and List. And I got McElroy at least like winning third for fourth place in this easily. Justin Rose might have a tough time. I think I'm overselling him a lot because in my bracket, I have him losing to DJ in the final because he's got Woodland, Pepperell, and Griot. And by the way, folks, I call him Griot because I know people with that last name personally, and it's Griot, not Grillo. I, 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 you can call it Grillo all day. I'm not trying to sound highfalutin. I know people personally with that last name, and they say Griot. Yeah, you got to pronounce like my boy, it with the accent. Like my boy Thomas Griot. I haven't seen him in about 10, 12 years, but he used to play a lot of golf, of course. I was a pro ad out in Maryland. Hey, Thomas, you're not listening, but Shout good out dude. Thomas really? Griot. Oh, I, Thomas, Thomas Griot. That guy was great. And um, I'm not seeing Kepka. Yeah, Kepka's in an easy group, too. I mean, this is, yeah, some of these, like I said, some of these are just pillow fights. So I don't know what to, I don't yeah, know what to tell you. Kepka's in an easy group. I don't know what to tell you, guy. So you're so, going with all 16 favorites. That suits it, actually. That suits no, you perfectly. No, no, no. I said I got McElroy beating Kepka in the Consolation Championship. Oh, but they're all, the- all 16 favorites are making it out of their group. I didn't know it until someone else tell, told me. Okay, I made a bracket because I wanted to fit in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get on to our... We got a Canadian fun fact of the week and an, a, an American fun fact of the week. Hit me with your Canadian fun fact of the week. I just, I'm just i not going to be doing a U.S. fun fact of the week. I'm only going to come up with stuff that I think Americans would find entertaining as well. All right, so what do you got Canadian, from Canada there, A? Our Canadian fun fact of the week, A is from my home province of Quebec. It's that Quebec has produces 77% of the world's maple syrup. That's neat. I, uh, I definitely, un, much unlike your macaroni and cheese statistic, I believe that one big time. That makes perfect sense yeah. as opposed to, you know, but I, you said they got a lot of fat people in Canada. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, we got a lot of fat people down here. All my fun facts are 100% true and verified by... Probably some random site I found it on, but they're true. You know what? That's a, is that an upgrade or downgrade from you said Wikipedia last time? <laughs> oh, probably a downgrade for sure. A downgrade. This site. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're keeping our first two podcasts. We're an hour piece. We're a little over forty-five minutes. Keep this one short. And my fun fact, and you can all play along with Zach because I didn't prompt him on this or whatever. But the Hawaiian language has. How many letters? They're all English, like American style, you know, English letters. How many letters are in the Hawaiian alphabet? Now, I'll, I'll give, we'll, we'll talk it through for about 60 seconds. We're not going to think too hard. But if you just think, if you think out loud, I got them right here in front of me. I can, uh, I can check them off as you go. But there's really, there's not many. And this is fun. If you're playing, uh, if you're playing along at home, than normal. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, I don't know what prompted this, but uh, we have 26 letters in the American alphabet, or at least that's what I was told last time I heard. We had nine planets in the solar system and the Earth was still round. But the Russian alphabet has the most characters at 32. Yikes. And then that prompted me to ask my girlfriend, who's a very smart person, and she didn't know this. I said, hey, did you know uh, that X amount of letters are in the Hawaiian alphabet? And she said, really? And I was just like, yeah, think about it. And we broke it down. She's like, oh, yeah, I guess it's only this many. What do you got? Well, I know the national fish of Hawaii is Humanuka Nuka Apua'a. Oh my god. <laughs> Forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> Teaches me a lot. So I'm going to go know, with my... I have that movie memorized and I don't even know how to pronounce that fish. <laughs> and I know the Nuka fish. Apua'a. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so start shouting out some letters that are in that fish. Go okay, ahead. Okay, so H, 
U M. Uh huh. A N. U K. P. Hmm. O. Uh huh. All right, we're getting there. There's a lot of letters in that fish. Yeah, there's a lot of letters in Humanuka Nuka Pua. Okay, so you that. got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of them. There, I'll, I'll just tell you, there's four more. I. You. There's one of them. Yes, there's. Go. You got three left. You said A H I K L M N O P U L is one of them. There's two left. Wow, I'm crushing. What do you this. got? I haven't got any wrong. One's a S. <laughs> you're, you're counting up. Ah, oh man, <laughs> S is not T. in the Hawaiian language. No. Oh, oh, two strikes. Now, now we're now we're playing baseball. So okay. just slow down. Take a pitch here. Take a pitch. Ooh. I was about to tell you one of the letters. Easy, easy. Breathe. One of the le- <laughs> one of the letters is a very common letter. It's one of five that is not like the others, and we use it a lot. You've named the other four of the five. What is this one? E. There you go. All right, we're looking for just one. That was a lot of pressure to know my vowels. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it'd be like me with cursive writing, which we were all taught when I'm old enough. We were taught cursive writing uh, when we were kids. And to those of you listening who don't know what cursive writing is, it wasn't foul language. Trust me. But but now it's like, what is cursive writing good for? I mean, my signature looks like a seizure anyway. So it's like, what am I going to write cursive for? Anyways, one last letter. What do you got, Zach? It's definitely not Z. No, okay, that's that was a ball in the corner there. So uh, <laughs> you're just gonna say, well, it's not this. It's not this. Uh, ooh, I don't even know. It's oh, I, I hate R. to say because I I got the no. All right, strike three. The biggest hint I was gonna give you. It's in the name of the state. W. Uh, w. Oh, that's. There are 12 letters in the Hawaiian alphabet, the five vowels and seven consonants. That's so crazy. if everyone's scoring at home, yeah, if everyone, real quick, if everyone's scoring at home, the Hawaiian alphabet is A-E-H-I-K-L-M-N-O-P-U-W. That's interesting. I guess that's why all their words sound the same. <laughs> well, I like to think that they have like a very nice language and everything's fairly descriptive. And how come I can't tell places apart better when they have to be very distinct and different. So, well, Zach, I uh, I can't think of anything else to talk about. We're going to talk about the Masters next week, and this match play is going to be fun. I'm going to be getting messy on Twitter. Uh, you going to be playing any golf down anyone. in Florida? Yeah, I'll be I'm playing golf anybody. this week. I'm not fighting anybody. Yeah, try not to get that banned. Is, banned. Banned. Starting fights with celebrity female golfers. I no, hey, I, I am honored that uh, Brittany tweeted at me. That was very nice of her, considering, like I said, it started off with me being snarky, but then when she said, <laughs> like I said, I want to light her up and be like, no, you don't wish you were there in person. I don't care how beautiful. Go to YouTube. I mean, that's the, the, it's the, it's the smallest, excuse me, take two. It's the smallest of the wildest of animals, the bobcat. It's, yeah. I, I don't. And then I was, I just kept like screaming out in the library bar. I just kept saying, the reason why we're not seeing it is because it's eating everyone right now. I mean, oh, I can't get that out of my head. So, so that's what people will take from this podcast. Do not hang out with bobcats, please. Do not. So, all right, folks, we appreciate you listening. You can find us, as you know, as always. We hope you subscribe on iTunes like I do. I mean, you know, that's what I've done for my podcast for 10 years now. And I do it to myself just so our numbers look good and to hear how bad 
we sound and how much we can apologize about it the next time. So you can find me also on the Twitter at Jerry Lou Looper one. That's the number one. And uh, Zach, where can people talk to you the best? And uh, what do we got? At from the back tees. I even added it to the bio run by Zach. So people know it's not just a, a website talking to them. Yeah, this is exactly it's uh, that. I mean, Zach does have a separate Twitter account, but I mostly talk to we. I mean, we text and we Skype, but I'm going to talk to him via the From the Back Tees account. And I usually try to include him on every single funny or attempted funny thing I'm trying to say or anything cool or interesting. So, And usually he peg, he pings me right back. And so as long as I'm not out there looping or whatever, I can, uh, I'm can. i usually all over my phone uh, loving to mix it up. So that's where you can find us on Twitter. Again, this is all for www.fromthebacktees.com. That is us. We need to get some merchandise soon. I know you were talking yeah, about maybe so some shirts, dealing hats. With these people in India and Pakistan, specifically, not the greatest of fun. <laughs> hopefully, we'll have out pretty soon. I guess I've do, been working on it with some do, bunch of ideas. Do Canadians have the same stereotypes of other countries as like Americans do? Because I gotta yeah. admit, sometimes. I feel like we do get a jaded lens of it's just like, oh, no, I haven't met anyone or been there from a certain what have you, fill in the blank. But I've been told dot, dot, dot. I mean, no, we're like the same. Okay, well, I mean, yeah, it is a continent full of Caucasian people. So, you know, we're we're pretty much going to view things all the same. So, anywho. Yeah, that's the website. You go to us, find the About Us. There's our emails there and how to contact uh, the team. We also got our other fellows, Shane, Nolan, and Blue Horseshoe. What's the Kiwi's name again? Craig. Uh, that, I didn't want to say. I didn't want to say Greg. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, don't say the wrong name, Jackass. Just, just, just Blue Horseshoe. Call him Blue Horseshoe. <laughs> and he does. Oh, and follow him at um. What, what's his? I don't have it handy right here. What's his Twitter handle? Horseshoe. It's um. No, 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 no. It's something like better than most. Oh yeah, you're right. It's at better yeah, than love, most. Better than well, most I mean, zero one, I think. Okay, you keep looking up right now, but I can tell people you can find him on our. Uh, um, he's a good follow. He's uh, spot on with everything. Uh, if you can look through our website and find him. And what do you got? You got him right there. Uh, better and better one. Better and better one. That's what it is. Better. It wasn't better than most. It's better Way and better one. On that's us, Craig. Way to make it easy. On us. <laughs> and that's Blue Horseshoe. That's his name that he uses and his avatar. So. And then we got yeah. Nolan and we got Shane. Nolan's is like Nolan T. Smith. Nolan's is pretty straightforward. Yeah, he made it easier. Nolan T. Smith. I'm going to get everyone's memorized before I start making myself look more like an ass uh, for our next episode. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just start, I'm starting to sh- shout out yeah. poor ass promos. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right, buddy. Perfect. Well, uh, you got anything else you want to talk about or should we wrap this up for everybody? I'm sure they're uh, trying to get to work and they're tired of this. No, we'll wrap it up and we'll be back next week. All right, good talking to you guys. Uh, Have a nice week and stay in the fairway and be the ball. See you, Zach.